All right, what's up, clones? Uh, welcome to an emergency podcast here on your Monday. I'm Chris Williams from the home office in Bondurant. Uh, the news is out. The news that um, everybody was dreading. Tyrese Halliburton out for the remainder of the season. Um, Iowa State's press release indicates that Halliburton had an MRI on Sunday and revealed a left wrist fracture from uh, what happened in that game against Kansas State on Saturday. Um, all right, just this is going to be short, but I did think that an emergency podcast is, was necessary from this. And um, there's, I've got a couple different ways to look at it. I can be the pessimist. Um, there's really no way to be optimistic here, but I can – boy, I can sure try – I actually was just talking to a one of the most competitive people I know. I'm not going to say his name, um, but we were we were discussing this. Um, it's a really smart sports person, and he's like, "Well, to quote him exactly, he goes, we've got two options: we can be Florida A&M, Iowa State, or we can be that team that grinded at the end of the second half against Kansas State." To which I replied, um, yeah, but that team was spotted uh, a 21-point lead, etc. I got really negative. I apologize for that, but that's just the general feeling when you hear that Tyrese Halliburton is out for the season. I could make a point. I could make this point, I think. Is Tyrese Halliburton the most valuable player in the country <laughs> to a team? Listen, they weren't that good with him, but I would say it was competitive against basically everybody for at least 30 minutes, right? I mean, we've all seen it. Without him, they lost to Florida A&M at home. Let me look back here. I just want to see what Florida A&M has done since that. They're not bad. Well, they're 8-13. and 6-4 and four in their league. Never mind. But my general, you guys get the general point, though. With Tyrese, I mean, Iowa State lost by four at Auburn, competed with Baylor twice, uh, you know, fell short both those times, obviously. It was the same story. 30 minutes, they're pretty good. Last 10 minutes, they would fade. Um, You know, with Tyrese Halliburton, Iowa State lost by 15 at West Virginia. What's without Tyrese Halliburton going to be like? Um, it is a dire time right now. I guess you look at it and you can say, oh, it's time for some young guys to get some experience and all that. It's time to fire up the grill, baby. But I don't want, um, you know, I don't want this group of guys to go out and just get killed, you know, and and I'm thinking more for them at this point than I am the fans. I'm sorry. Uh, this is a throwaway season at this point. The team is 10 and 13. They're not going anywhere. What really sucks about this, though, is, you know, after that win against Kansas State, had he not gotten hurt, you look at, you know, the rest of the schedule, and there are a lot of realistic games that you could win in there. At Oklahoma, is a, you know, not crazy. Texas, you should probably win. You could beat Texas Tech at home, potentially. I think they're a little overrated. TCU at home, Oklahoma State again, Kansas State again. There were realistic games in there. 
But without Tyrese Halliburton, the analytics are not going to be able to reflect the loss today for the Iowa State basketball program. And I apologize right now for the selfishness of which I led the first four minutes of this podcast. Feel really bad for Tyrese and his family. Tyrese's dad, John, I've gotten to know John real well over the last couple of years. One of the more spirited individuals I've ever met in my life. He, he had been ill, nothing serious, just like the flu or something. And I hadn't seen him in a few weeks. And the last time I'd seen him, he FaceTimed my daughter, believe it or not. I love John. And he came up and gave me a big hug on Saturday. And he's like, I want to come on your podcast. I think this is a great time for John to come on the podcast to talk about Tyrese. And cause this kid is different guys. Um, one of the big, great benefits that I get in my job, and it's probably the thing I value the most, is the relationships that you get to form over the years um, with these young men. It's why I have um, my basement right now. I'm working on getting all of the jerseys of the Iowa State guys that I got to know who are in the NBA, like in, in frames and stuff. I You, you grow to really enjoy them. Um, Tyrese was like a new Naz, man. Like Tyrese is different cat. He is He's just like his daddy, and I feel really bad for him. 10 and 13, you know, all that stuff, Tyrese hadn't given up. <laughs> like, in Tyrese's mind, they were going to Kansas City, and they were going to win the Big 12 tournament, and they were getting to the big dance. And he – there's so much ahead for him. He's going to be a lottery pick in the NBA draft. He is sick right now, and that's what really sucks. Like, I feel really bad for him – and for this group of guys, because what's probably going to happen is it's going to get pretty ugly between now, you know, Wednesday's game at Oklahoma and the season finale at Kansas State on March 7th, and then whatever happens in the postseason at Kansas City. And it's going to get, like, if you thought it was negative so far, it's probably going to get worse because people are emotional, and I understand it. I understand how big-time athletics work. But it's there's going to be some rough spots. And, you know, you just really – you feel for everybody involved. I feel for Iowa State's fans who bought season tickets, right? Like, I mean, it's not the product you paid for. It just sucks. Like, the whole thing just really, really sucks. There is a question out there now of what this does for Tyrese in the draft. I don't know. I don't think that this probably has much of an impact on him at all. I think if Tyrese wants to go pro, he'll be a lottery pick. Still believe that, even with the injury. Now, it wouldn't shock me, knowing Tyrese, if he's like, I want to come back. I don't want my Iowa State career to end this way, etc. Tyrese should probably still go pro. You know, unless, unless something drastic changes between now and if you're going to be a lottery pick, young man, you need to go. But that's his decision and his family's decision. All I know is I feel really bad for him today. You could see it on the bench Saturday night watching him, you know, after he had left that game, just how, you know, how hard that was for him. He was so mad. I talked to him after the Florida A&M game um, about having to miss that because I went with them actually to TCU. I, I called their next game. And I talked to him down there in Fort Worth 
to believe it. Yeah, it was the hotel the night before. And he he was still given, um, you know, he was still like just he wanted to be out there. He was really ticked off that he wasn't out there. He he hated it. You, you saw his quote directly after the game on Saturday. Like, I've got to be out there. We're two and seven. This is my team. I can't leave them out there alone. I, and I promise you this is a really hard day for him to announce that he's going to be out for the season. So where do you go from here? Um, you know, it's Prentice Nixon needs to step up. He's got to be that guy that you saw in the second half. He was, he was pretty good. I got to give him credit. He was pretty good on Saturday night. He wasn't great, but for what we had seen prior to this year to now, he's got to step up. Bolton's got to go from being, you know, Tyrese's sidekick to being the man. And, and damn it, they've got to be a post-oriented offense. Enough with the threes. This team's never going to be a good three-point shooting team. Just stop. Right now on Ken Palm, Iowa State is the 268th most efficient three-point shooting team in the country. Stop. Just stop it already. Now the issue becomes how do you initiate post-offense right now with not much outside shooting. That's going to be a deal. But I'm looking at you, Solomon Young, main man. I'm looking at you, George Condit. I'm, I've lost a little bit of faith that Michael Jacobson's going to come around. I hope he does. Uh, but it's got to be a team deal. Um, I put Zion Griffin in there and just roll. Time to fire up the grill. T. Lou, let's go. And maybe, just maybe, uh, you know, something positive can come from this. There's going to be a group of you that probably want me to be more positive on this podcast, and I'm just sorry. Like, I'm just sorry. You guys want me to be authentic. That's what I'm doing today. This sucks. I had a feeling it was coming. This sucks. This sucks. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're okay. So that's the emotion of it. Now the reality of it for the team. Fans can think what they want. The team has a game to play on Wednesday. I don't know exactly which way to go, but I would guess we're going to see. The thing is, it's like I'm looking at the Ken Palm, like most frequent lineups and stuff. Really, the only way to go here is Prentice Nixon. (sighs) Prentice Nixon running a lot of the point. I don't think Trey's ready to do that at this point. Unless Caleb Grill, I mean, maybe that is an answer. Maybe it's saying, okay, we're throwing you in the 10-foot, young man. I'd, I don't know. I would probably slide Nixon over there, Bolton at the two. You know, I'd probably throw Zion Griffin or Terrence Lewis into the starting lineup at the three. I don't know. I, I really don't know. I'm I'm my brain. I'm racking my brain here, guys, just like you are. I do know that they had worked with Bolton at the point before the season. We've seen him bring the ball up the floor some. Maybe that's an option. You know, maybe after Saturday they had a. Re- I, I I don't know. I think that's something to probably think about though. But Bolton turns it over at way too high of a rate. That's the issue. I mean, the turnover rate for Iowa State this year when Halliburton hasn't been in the lineup is atrocious. 
And this is one of the problems when you have a lottery pick like Halliburton that everything goes through because without him, a lot of guys stand around looking around what to do. And we saw that on Saturday night, even in the win. And, um, you know, hopefully now I, I'm actually in a weird way glad there's some finality to it because it, it, it will allow got others to step up and say, okay, this has got to be my team now, or I've got to do this, or you, you see what I'm saying there. There's no um, questioning if Tyrese is going to come out that locker room. They know where it is. This is the situation. We'll see where it goes. I'm rambling at this point. I apologize for that. It is an emergency podcast here on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. I want to encourage you guys to stay tuned. The lovely ladies from the Title IX podcast will be coming up tonight. They're going to have a new episode for you. Um, I'm sure – I think Stans and Fitz is next week, actually. But, um, yeah, exciting news on the podcast network, too, coming up. We've got a couple of fun things in store, and we'll be telling you about that here in the coming months. But uh, thanks for listening. Enjoy your the rest of your Monday. And we'll talk soon. Chris Williams signing off.